Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. I'm Heather, and this is Monica. Hello. And we are wrapping up this season the way we began with just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> and, um, it's not a musical. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. It could be. be. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're wrapping up this season. We've had a really good time, and mm-hmm. we will be doing another season starting in the fall. But I thought today maybe we just talk about what we've learned. <laughs> <laughs> what have we learned the from this experience? We've, we've had, the people we met, and what we learned. Now, <laughs> critical we are the way we speak okay i think we should talk about like through all the guests we had through so many different countries Mm -hmm. what are the things that everybody thinks the same about i'll say number one swedes are too quiet and they're not very social right was pretty much what every person says right i would say number two is because people also think that swedes are quite shy because they've had these lifelong friends for since childhood i mean Mm -hmm. what, what we discovered especially with erica about how these classes are set up through the schools is that they have these friendships for so long so they have a kind of deeper friendship so it takes them a while to open up as well because of that but I think ultimately Swedes have the the right intention. I think I learned that too because we generally just talk about they keep to themselves and I think it's been eye-opening for me to hear from other people and to think about well what the reasons for that and it does make sense because everyone we talk to we've all moved to a completely new place so we're kind of we're looking for friends we're forced to make friends but what would we have been like if we stayed where we grew up with our high school friends with our neighborhood childhood friends and I think you could kind of argue that we wouldn't be really seeking out new friends it would be the same totally agree yes I I can see it I feel like it's not even necessarily a Swedish thing Well, I totally agree. I think if we were in the same situation, and I can actually think of situations living in Dallas before I moved here, (laughs) that I probably wasn't as open to making new friends because I had my own friends. So I totally agree. Feel the desperate need that we do now. No. But wasn't it also kind of refreshing to know that you're not crazy? Like you're not thinking, was it me? Did I say something wrong? Or am I interpreting the situation incorrectly? Like obviously we're not the only ones that felt this way. So that was good. Because you start to think, you know, you're trying to invite people from work and like from your classes and things and how come nobody ever invites me back I have to say that is a big complaint sometimes yeah. you know you'll invite someone over they'll be polite and come over but it's like where's that return invitation yeah. <laughs> although I think I'm the worst at that <laughs> how many times have I been to your home <laughs> yeah you have a point yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I live far away it must be a Dallas thing <laughs> I'd say, for the most part, every single person misses food I was just going to say that. So I would agree that everybody missing food was probably another number one topic that we could all agree on, that it's hard to find your, like, culturally appropriate foods, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, and then you come here from whatever country you're from, you're looking for just a taste of home, and Sweden doesn't necessarily provide the actual things. Like, when I moved here and was looking for American food, now this was back in 2000, and, and it wasn't quite as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. And they had all of these, I'm sorry, ShopRite? I've never heard of that in my mm-hmm. life. Who makes that? Does If it even says that it comes from the U.S., this has to be made by a company who simply ships everything to <laughs> Europe because I've never seen this brand. I would not eat this brand. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the end. ShopRite not going to be a sponsor. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is this ShopRite like a chain of drugstores? 
Brothers? Oh, it could be. Maybe? I feel like I've seen that somewhere. I have no idea, but also Mississippi Belle. Who's Pancake that? Mix? Who is that? That's, never heard of that. You know what? I've been to Mississippi plenty of times. I've never <laughs> seen this product. <laughs> And, and I think that happens to a lot of people is you have a lot of fake foods you trying yeah. to, I mean, nice try. Thanks and all that, but yeah. it's not quite right. No, it's not. I think, yeah, you, you suddenly become a lot more proficient in the kitchen if you really, really miss those foods or you make sure you go home enough so you can smuggle the ones that you need back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, ever since moving to Sweden, I've actually learned to cook a lot yeah. because you have to do things from scratch. And yeah. what drives me crazy is when I think of something that I miss from home or from maybe a restaurant from back in Texas. So I bet I could find that recipe and I look it up and you know how Americans are with their recipes. It's yeah. like, take a can of this. Yes. Take a can of Rotel. Yes. Take a can of cream corn. And it's like, we don't have that. How no. do you make Rotel? <laughs> what kind of chilies are in it? But thank God for the internet and that it's gotten so much more informative in good ways and bad ways. But in this case, it's good because now you can find the recipe for a Rotel. Somebody finally did break it down and somebody finally did break down how to make Rotel dip without using Velveeta. So, I mean, there are those options out there. For Americans, though, this Velveeta loss is is a big thing. They (laughs) really will not bring a Velveeta block into Sweden. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, I know. I know. But you have to think about why will they bring so many other things in, but they flat out will not bring Velveeta cheese. And I'm doing quote marks. Yeah, because I think there's something very wrong with that product and very unhealthy. That doesn't mean I'm not going to eat it and I'm not going to bring it back every time I go. Shelf stable cheese is wrong. I know. When when I came, I brought the Velveeta and I said, yeah, it's cheese. And he's like, it's not cheese because it didn't have to be refrigerated when you brought it. No opinions here about my cheese. (laughs) Well, fine then. It's all mine. And you know what? Once he tasted it, boom, we're out of it immediately. We used to invite people and all the Swedes were like, what is this cheese product? This is wrong. And once they tasted it, they were clearing that stuff mm-hmm. out at parties within five minutes. Mm-hmm. So now no more. I know. I, have I think noticed. I mentioned this on the first episode yes. and I still say Velveeta cheese is gold. Yeah. I'm not sharing it. No, you don't share it anymore. You mm-hmm. used to provide Rotel Dip at your parties and you no you longer sure do that. Even for fellow Texans that would totally appreciate it. I know, but you guys eat it all before I get a chance. So <laughs> nope. Maybe Mine you now. should make some, make it and then set aside some for yourself. <sighs> Nah. Nah. (laughs) Speaking of food, so I have to tell you what my husband Mons and I did last night. Okay. So first of all, we went to podcast guest Diego from Mexico City. He had a comedy show with one of his friends, and that was so much fun. It was packed with people. It was such a good time. We really enjoyed it. So Diego, just to remind everyone, he's the one who runs the An Immigrant in Sweden Facebook page and Instagram Tumblr still, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) very, very funny. So keep an eye on him. If he has more shows, he should totally go because it was a good time. Um, Before we went to the show, though, this is what I want to talk about. I found a place and it's been around, I guess, two years and I don't know how I missed this. It's called Bird and they have fried chicken. I've heard about this. Yes. I've heard about it. Is it good, though? It is good. I have to say it's one of the only places I've seen that lists fried chicken that actually tastes like fried chicken. Mm. So this actually had like the right kind of crispiness, the right 
flavor, excellent. Right kind of dips, honey dip and buttermilk dip. Very, very good. However, three pieces <laughs> of chicken. I knew you were going here. Yeah, I knew it. three pieces of fried chicken. Guess how much? Chicken is a commodity here. Guess how much? And with no sides, nothing, just just three pieces three, of chicken. What, with what kind two, of pieces? Like legs, breast? Tiny breast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too many jokes. (laughs) (laughs) These are organic chickens. Okay. Um, Three, bone in or bone out? No bones. Skin, no skin? No, it was was just fried. fried. Well, you know, sometimes Kentucky Fried Chicken used to give you the option. It looks like Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. So it looks like that. Okay, I'm 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 derailing. I'm going off the trails here. I will focus. I will say three pieces, 250 grounds. (laughs) No, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) 145 for three pieces of chicken, no sides. Do you remember how much a bucket of chicken cost? A bucket in the States cost between $10 to $15. And that's a bucket to feed a family of... Family of four Americans. <laughs> so that's a lot of chicken. Yes, but we have to remember that those people that work there are getting minimum wage, and here they get a full salary. So yes, <laughs> but chicken is really expensive. Have you ever looked at the price per kilo? I thought so too. And Mons was saying, oh, but you know, they shouldn't charge this much. Chicken doesn't cost that much. I was like, yep, yeah, it does. It's expensive. <laughs> I buy it at the store a lot. And yeah. it does. I feel like it, it really costs. It costs almost as much as just regular red meat. So 145 Was 145. it worth? The 145 crowns. It was worth giving it a try. They do have craft beers, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not enough to feed two people. It's not even enough to feed one. So you have to order several things. But it's one of those they're kind of encouraging you to order different yeah. dishes. And I have to say, everything we ordered was really, really good. It's yeah. just very expensive. So we got these like chicken poppers, and mm. they were with a Szechuan spice or something. No, they were very, very good. Okay. But again, they were just starters. Very small. It's right. like four four chicken nuggets, basically. <laughs> and um, God, I hope we had macaroni and cheese. <laughs> macaroni and cheese as a side. And that was good. A lot of cheese with a, a truffle oil flavor. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like truffle oil, don't get it. But I happen to like truffles. Okay. Pineapple salad was pretty good. So I was just happy that like I found um, yeah. again this place has apparently been open for two years i didn't yeah, know I about, it, about it but i i like that people are bringing more and more new flavors and taste and like mm. i said the food is excellent they it tastes great they do a great job i just wish it was cheaper yeah it's kind of <laughs> hard to spend what probably was like a 600 crown meal on fried chicken i mean 750 Ooh. we yeah. did we did have craft beer though yeah yeah <laughs> Well, good. And so Diego's thing was good. You found Bird. Yes. And I mean, just speaking of of Diego as one of the guests, we should talk about that it's been so much fun doing this podcast because we've actually made quite a few friends that we've done activities with or met Mm -hmm. up with again for dinner and people that I hope that we'll keep being friends with and meeting up with. It's it's great because I, we wouldn't have met any of these people normally. It's super cool. I mean, it's, of course I wasn't part of all of your interviews. So, um, but the ones that I was, I really, really enjoyed one. You have a common denominator that we all moved here from another country and Mm -hmm. we're all experiencing the same things yet we're all 
persevering and we all see the positive in it too. We're not, you know, complaining. And of course our common complaint would be about the sweets. Like who else are we going to complain about? It's, it's <laughs> our, yeah, yeah. It's our but red it's, thread. It's, yeah. But it's more <laughs> in, I don't find it to be negative. I find it to be more like, oh yeah, you felt, you felt that way too. Oh good. Well, how do you see it? And then trying to figure out the way to overcome it and adapt and assimilate actually or ultimately. Or to learn about it like yeah. we did. Like yeah. start to understand, oh, that's why they do it that way. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I had a lot of those kind of revelations in certain interviews that, oh, I never thought about it that way. You're right. Oh, I never, you know, I and think that's it's what's cool. what's great about talking to so many people from so many places is you get different views. And what I've loved is I talk to a lot of uh, North Americans. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had the same sort of view on a lot of things from our culture. But right. I think it's been fascinating to see what other people think are strange that never occurred to me. Yeah, I, That's been so much fun. Like Hannah from Singapore, who uh, had to buy her first pair of socks when she came because <laughs> there was no need for that where she came from. Let's see what were some others. Okay, let's say Akash had never oh, heard yeah. of ABBA. Wow. Yeah, I, I was about to say Akash and his lack Heavy of metal. ABBA knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, that was a surprising one. I also was surprised that Hemini had learned Swedish so quickly, considering like our struggle to learn Swedish. There was some that had only been here, you know, two or three years and were already speaking Swedish, no problem. But uh, Lionel that we talked to from Argentina, Mm -hmm. that was kind of fun because he's actually going into teaching people, you know, how to learn a language and tips. And these are things I could have used many years ago. Yeah, I think SFE in general could probably use those tips. Yeah. To help people. But it's just been fun also um, during the winter learning about different people's holiday traditions because that's one of the first things you pick up in a new country is mm-hmm. their strange holidays and the weird stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. So it's been just a blast for me to talk to people from other places to see, you do what for Easter? You do what for Christmas? Yeah. Well, who is this guy? And yeah. what you don't do it on the same day? And it's, I mean, you basically know about that, but it's so much fun to actually get the details from people who've lived there. I've I've enjoyed finding out about other people's cultures and countries just as much as discussing, you know, our common moving to Sweden things. I I think it's so much fun to see where people come from and get the background. Yeah. I've thought about this actually quite a bit every time we do these interviews that it is a podcast about living in Sweden, but it's also very much a podcast about the people and where they come from. And yeah, like you said, what their culture is, what their, are their traditions, you know, how was their life there? What was their journey here? And that journey, was so interesting. Like some people, all the places they've lived, like Sandy and all these different locations and how that molded her into this person that she is here now and how all of that has trained her almost to adapt here too. And I think it's so it's, it's really interesting people's life stories. So it's more about, it's, it's about living here, but it's also about how did you get here? Where have you come from? You know, who are you as a person? So 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 many people have such great stories that I think a lot of them didn't realize were so interesting before they started talking because most people, they'll be like, uh, I'm boring. I haven't really done much. We hear that every time, every time before we start the podcast, I don't have anything to to say, anything. I'm not very interesting. And people start opening up and you realize, yeah, you actually 
have a really cool story to yeah. say, like a really good story to tell. And this is an amazing. Like our friend Eric, I mean, she did not want to do this at the beginning. We convinced her finally to join us. Mm-hmm. Her stories were so fantastic. And it gave insight into, for me at least, like this everyday situation, in, for especially if you have children, what it's like to have kids here. What are they going through on that side in school and her journey here? I mean, we've been friends for 12 years and I didn't know parts of that story. So that was really cool for me too. Yeah, I think that's fun is that we've had, uh, I'll say the majority of our guests have been new people that we did not know, but mm-hmm. we've had a few that we we have known for several years. And I found out so much new stuff about mm-hmm. people who are already friends of mine because you never really get into those kind of conversations. No. And so it's fun to have an excuse, I think, yeah. <laughs> to really ask about their background in certain subjects. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, our friend Irma, we learned about her wedding and how that kind of thing works here. And I I didn't get married in Sweden, so mm. I didn't know anything about those kind of traditions. I've been to a few, but just having yeah. to have it yourself, that was interesting to yeah. see how that goes. And It's cool. Yeah. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And I'm looking too. forward to next season. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the idea is that we are going to have a series during the summer called Swedes Explain. <laughs> you really need to put a, like, a vibration echo, on yeah. that voice. <laughs> Swedes Explain. <laughs> so during the summer, we're only going to have an episode every other week. Mm-hmm. instead of every week but these will be shorter because episodes. we're Swedish during the summertime <laughs> I know trust me people we're pre-programming this and, mm-hmm. and taking off <laughs> so what what we've done is we've talked to a lot of different Swedes and each one has a different topic where they explain something about what Swedes do in the summer it might be about a holiday it might be about an area of Sweden that they like to travel to just things like that so every other week we'll be featuring a new Swede to explain <laughs> to us why they do what they do. <laughs> so that's the plan for the summer, and then we're going to kick back off with season two in September. Okay, so before we wrap it up, I think mm-hmm. that we should maybe talk about what we're planning to do this summer, yeah. mainly in Sweden, just to help give people tips, but <laughs> you can also... Yeah. Don't you know. be name dropping your Italian vacation again. <laughs> what? Who, who does that? <laughs> yeah, what we're. I'm actually. I'm staying in Sweden again this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lee and I have decided to make for all our <laughs> tech nerds a Trello board, <laughs> a Kanban board, which is basically a board where we're going to list all the activities we want to do, and then we're going to have a Monday through Saturday calendar, and every week we're going to put in the different activities we want to do during that week. Oh, that's so a it's good kind idea. of so you know, obviously the weather can be a little unpredictable in during summertime. So then we can decide on which days we want to do what based on the weather. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we've been making our list for about a month now of all like kayaking, horseback riding, of course, tent going camping overnight, Ooh. zip lining. There's um, a whole bonding up in Vaxholm I can talk about. Like there's a bunch of things you can do locally, which is awesome. You're in a good area. You're in Gustavsberg mm-hmm. and there's so many nice nature things to do out here. I often um, come out here during the summer. You mentioned Vaxholm. I was mm-hmm. just there last week weekend. And that I think is great for if you want to just give the archipelago a try, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to go too far out. Don't commit. (laughs) Yeah. It's only an hour by boat from Stockholm. And it's one of the islands that 
technically you can just take public transport and take a bus. There are bridges. So that's an easy one to get to. And if you walk around towards the back of the island, there's places to swim. And it's just full of cute little shops and cafes. Uh, So that's a nice place for trying that out. And out in Vaxholm, I don't know how public transportation friendly its location is, but there is, it's a whole bottom, um, not a ropes course, but somewhat of a ropes course, like Uh really high up, of course, and there's different degrees of difficulty. But that was a lot of fun. We did, it opened last year and you attached yourself to the the zip line and I'm terrified of heights, but I still did it. And I think that was the best part is me and my friend did it together with our kids and just dying laughing because again, when I get nervous or scared, I start to laugh and make jokes. (laughs) And I was a jokester the whole time. So that's really good out in back home. The other thing I could recommend if you want to do the archipelago is um, Birka Cruises. Like all Mm -hmm. those cruise lines do a ton of discounts. These overnight trips, really, really cheap. They sometimes also have like kids specials where their, whatever their mascot is, is on board. But what's nice is you're on the boat and you you go through all the islands on the way out. So you can get past Vaxholm and really start seeing even more and more of the archipelago. And it's, it's, gorgeous it is gorgeous so amazing it's all of these rocky islands and it's it really is beautiful yeah we were looking the other day not that we can afford one but we were just looking for fun at summer houses and there's one for sale that's your own island out there oh cool it did not cost that much nice simple house i was like yeah we could do this we could just have our own island that would be awesome yeah and then we looked through yeah yeah got everything decent place yeah 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 no bathroom. What? Nope. <laughs> That's it. That's where I draw the line. Do you know, this is totally off topic, but did you know up in northern, like on the way out to my house, so in Naka, there's mm-hmm. a section called like Lannister and Bo and Gustavsvik is another part of this like section of uh, Naka right after the Skuru Bridge. In that section, there is no running water or sanitation yet. Really? Isn't that hilarious? And people live out there? And people, yeah, out there. It's near Naka Forum. <laughs> Maybe they go there to go to the bathroom. So it does not surprise me at all that an island doesn't have sanitation. Wow. Yeah. So this is also a warning for everybody. If you've got Swedish friends who invite you to their summer house. Yes, this is a very good warning. I think we might have discussed it before, but just as a reminder, many summer houses do not have bathroom facilities. No. A lot of them have outhouses. People like Monica, who used to have a summer house, would hang big signs out in the woods and say, girls this way, guys that way. Well, the, the thing is, I can tell you, as a former outhouse <laughs> manager, <laughs> the, the problem is, is that and this is maybe too much information for a podcast, but it's just, <laughs> let me just say this. It's better for the bucket if you pee in the woods and, yeah. and you reserve the bucket for other things. I get that. And don't be shocked because, you know, when I was growing up, I went to Girl Scout camp and things and sure you had to use the latrine, but it was always down in this huge box. You never saw anything. You will go to people's summer houses oh. here and it's just a nice wooden plank for you to sit on and they have the bucket, just mm-hmm. a bucket mm-hmm. right under. And that's what it's going in. And then you know that your friends have to empty that later. <laughs> I discovered that one time we arrived somewhere at nine in the morning. We were going to spend the entire day through dinner. I held everything in until I got home. 
Was that my party? <laughs> no, no. It was another one. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do this summer? Um, this summer, well, we're going to do three weeks in Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the <laughs> other time. For around Sweden, my favorite thing is to go swimming yeah. around town. We live kind of near to the Naka Nature Reserve. Mm-hmm. So we have, there's one lake. I honestly don't know what it's called out by there's a golf course out in the nature reserve you can't take a car there you have to walk or ride a bike there's a beautiful lake we go to a lot we ride our bikes and have picnics and swim in the lake and then we're also not that far from Hellas Gordon which is another really nice place for everybody to go and swim in the lake in the winter you can skate and walk across that same lake so it's kind of a lot of fun to think hey I walked across this just six months ago and we can say lakes are always warmer than the sea naturally go figure but you don't maybe think about that at the beginning when you move here like oh you can swim in any of the water but if you're swimming in any of like Malloran or any of the seas it's going to be considerably colder than the lakes right so you're better off with the lake because I think just being a smaller body of water contains the warmth and the sunshine a little more the other wonderful thing is no matter if you're in the sea or the lake around here, water see-through. I come from somewhere that's very polluted. I'm so excited every time that the water is clear. It's, It's yeah, you can go snorkeling. We usually bring, uh, there's not that much to see, but it's fun to get to bring your mask and go snorkeling. Cool. And uh, another thing, we always just bring a picnic blanket, maybe a Tupperware full of watermelon and just take the day. It's free. And most public transportation will get you to a lot of these places. You can look on, there's several sites, just look up outdoor swimming Mm -hmm. in Stockholm or whatever town you're in, because all over Sweden, you've got these little lakes everywhere. And that's where the people want to be. And also during the summer, everyone's going to be outside. Yeah. Everywhere. Another place you can go swimming is uh, Tanto, which is kind of near Hornstuhl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a fun place to walk by and visit. They have the Hornstuhl Market on Mm -hmm. weekends, which is really great. It's kind of like a, it's got food trucks and then crafts and kind of, kind of hipstery stuff, but it's, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to go there on the weekend and then keep walking. And then you, if you keep walking, you get to this Tanto area and they've got mini golf. They got a graffiti wall. You can go, it's like a special thing and people show you how to do that. They've got parks, uh, little snack booths and people like to swim there. It's fun to swim there however the entire city of stockholm knows about this so it's way too crowded <laughs> so you I want prefer, to observe swedes yes, in their natural habitat <laughs> yeah and this is the place that one time i did bring my blanket and sit there and it is so crowded full of people there were tourists walking by and i heard the man's go does anybody in this country work oh god <laughs> and i just wanted to turn around and say not in july <laughs> is the swimming and then we try to eat outdoors as much as possible because you really appreciate the warm weather yeah that's the other thing is to remember that the weather is very unpredictable in the summer so when it's nice take advantage of it because it's not well at least for us it's not like you know that for three months in a row it's going to be sunny and really hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) here it can be sunny and hot one day and 
rainy and cold for the next day. So one piece of advice, though, weather wise is last year, it caught everyone by surprise that we actually did have quite a long Mm -hmm. few weeks of heat. And of course, the fans sold out because buy your fan early. (laughs) Yes. Buy a fan now, at least one. If you think you're not going to use at least get one because it sells out every summer and you have to order your fan. We had to order one from Germany last year. (laughs) Because because I broke one. Oh, no. <laughs> we have exactly enough, like, one for each bedroom. Right. And then I broke one. And so then it's like, okay, which kid doesn't need the fan? <laughs> you don't seem to be having much body fat on you. I think you'll survive. Yeah, I mean, builds character, right? It does. That's yeah. what my mother said my entire life. Just builds character. Jeez, that must be a Texas thing. Well, good tips. Good. Yeah, and just uh, just for a quick overview, you also have pools, outdoor pools. Eric Stahl's Bought It has yes. their outdoor pools that are about to open. If you've got a kid, it's 20 crowns for under 18. They might have raised it slightly, but as yeah. of last year's prices, 20 crowns. That's great. I have kids who can go out on their own. They're old enough. And so sometimes if I'm busy, I just give them 20 crowns, say, go on down Eric Stahl's Bought It, have a good time. And we have also free swimming pools. Uh, there's one by my house called Knee Torps Bought It. Very popular, kind of hidden. Anyway, look it up. Knee yeah, Torps those outdoor it. pools are free, aren't they? They're completely free, and there's usually always an ice cream stand. And there's also another one in Hagerstan that's completely free. Mm-hmm. So you can look those up. The only thing I'll say is that those two... I'm not sure about Hagerstam, but I know Neetorp spot it is not heated. No. So it's very cold yeah. in the water. Just be prepared for that. At Eric Stahl's bought it, the water is heated in the oh. in the outdoor pools. And for so many years, I rode the subway by Eric Stahl's bought it, and I would look down at all the people at the outdoor pools and think, God, how do you people do this? It is it's too cold. It's yeah. just not warm enough. And then uh, our friend Irma from the podcast, she started telling me, "Oh, I go there every week." And I said, "Really? How do you stand it?" And she's like, "Pool's heated." Ding. I had no idea. I mean, it's not like hot, but it's very comfortable. Yeah. It's not a problem. Takes the edge off. And then also for rainy days, just remember that Stockholm is full of free museums. So just look up free museums. So a couple other things for Stockholm. Taste of Stockholm's coming up. That's the week-long food festival in Kungstragården. Mm. Food from all over the place. Lots of fun. Very popular. All over Sweden, midsummer. That's going to be June 21st this year. Remember, mm. it's Midsummer Eve, not Midsummer Day that we... It's, <laughs> always. It's Sweden. It's always the eve. Be ready for that. Let's see. Stockholm Pride Festival is going to be at the end of July, July 29th. So don't plan to take your car anywhere in the city that day because no. a lot of the streets are going to yeah, be crowded. Yeah, they're all blocked off. But the parade's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool parade. Yeah. So go and check that out. But that's all Stockholm still. That's all Stockholm. Yeah, oh. I'm moving on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Gothenburg's got the big Way Out West music <gasps> festival. That's hugely popular. Yes, that's going to be in August, August 8th through the 10th. And you got people like The Cure, Cardi B. You have all these people. So look that up because they're still adding artists to that. So that's a huge event. In Visby on the island of Gotland, you've got the Medieval Week in August, Mm -hmm. August 4th through 11th. That's a lot of fun. And Visby is a beautiful medieval city to visit. And Gotland's very cheap to get to, plane or boat. In Lund, you have a medieval festival. And that's pretty soon. That's in June, uh, weekend of the 15th through the 16th. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for the medieval festivals. I love that stuff. (laughs) Because this place is full of medieval stuff with castles and... Rune stones in the middle of the forest. It's fantastic. 
fantastic. I love it. And then another fun one is on the island of Erland, which is island land, basically. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Victoria Day. That is July 14th. Because it's her birthday, right? Yes. Our Crown Princess Victoria has her birthday every single year. She celebrates That's what birthdays are. They happen every year. That's right. (laughs) I know. This is crazy talk. (laughs) It's a huge event. It is. It's always on this island. It's televised on TV. Uh-huh. The royal family wears folk costumes. There's usually musical guests. It's a huge event. Yeah. And every year, I mean, they look like they're having a good time, but I think, God, what if all your life, because she's been doing this since she was a little girl, what if you always had to spend your birthday in the same place with the same people? It's like, you know, she might want to go on vacation or Same something. outfit, same food. And you know what? Yep. I, every time I've ever watched it, it's been raining. So, <laughs> But that is the most enjoyable yes. thing. If it's raining, make sure you watch this or look this up on Google and just type in Victoria Day rain because then you get to see the king. I assume it started to rain because there are all these pictures. He's not in a raincoat. No. You think like if it was England, they'd have these fancy raincoats yeah. prepared. No, somebody just went and got him a garbage bag and put it over <laughs> his head. And it is just so funny. to And you can see the crown princess and everyone just laughing yeah. their heads off i love them they're yeah. they're they're a good royal family they're, they're not down too pretentious to yeah pretty fun yeah. it's so great that now they all have little kids and the little kids are just Our like kids. anybody's and they totally don't get all yeah. the royal protocol no. so it's hilarious to watch those events and and watch them go no no sit down sit down i like it yeah so, good tip yeah nice. those are all my things i hope everyone has a great summer and don't forget to tune in uh, every other week for our swedes explaining about swedes their- explain <laughs> That's how I want it to sound. Thanks for a good season, Heather. It's been fun. Thank you for a good season, Monica. And I'm very much looking forward to season two and all the new people that we'll meet then. Awesome. So, yeah. Keep listening. Have a good summer. Bye.